the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Stand Up For Jesus with your host, Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. Our focus is to reach out to the lost and witness about the transforming power of Jesus Christ and calling on others to stand up for Christ and His Word, proclaiming that Jesus is the only way to get to heaven. And now, Standing Up For Jesus, here's Craig Nedro. Welcome to the program. This is Stand Up For Jesus, and my name is Craig Nedro. On the program today, I want to do something that I do often, and that is I, I want to look at some Scripture and teach from um, some Scripture that I think is, I, it's always hard for me to say this, but but I think it's as relevant or more relevant than any time that in the past. You know, all of God's Word is always relevant. So if somebody says, well, you know, the Bible's no longer relevant, that's that, that's that's a misstatement or um, somebody has just been deceived. The Bible was relevant when it was written. It has always been relevant, and it always will be. However, as we consider the time that we're living in, and on on my program I do a lot of teaching about the times that we're living in right now, I don't apologize that I believe that we're living in the very last days before the return of Christ, and I don't know, uh, I don't have any idea the day or the hour, the week or the month or the year. Nobody else does either. The Bible teaches that clearly. However, the Bible gives us so many signs of what the conditions will be in the world just in the very last days before the return of Christ. And the time that we're living in right now, um, I believe that the Bible gives so many signs of this particular time that we're living in right now in in relation to to the return of Christ. Once again, nobody knows the day or the hour, and, and I certainly don't. However, as we, as we continue to witness what's going on in the world today, not just in America, but the worldwide in, the, in so many different areas, whether it be natural disasters, whether it be society, whether it be just the world conditions in general, to me it's a fascinating time to be alive, and I've said this before on the program. I believe that we're living in... Uh, the time that past generations have dreamed about living in. We are witnessing prophecy unfolding before our very own eyes. And not just one prophecy or another prophecy, but the fact that so many are taking place at the same time in is in and of itself one of the big end time signs. Jesus said, when you see all these things happen, know that the day is near. And so we're witnessing so many uh, pro- prophetic signs happening at the same time, which is uh, one of the big signs in and of itself, as I just mentioned. And so on the program today, I want to teach from a section of Scripture I've taught on many times before. Many of you will be very familiar with this section of Scripture, but I think it's worth going back and looking at it again in in consideration of the world that we're living in right now. And I'm probably going to be d- doing this for the next several weeks from several different places of Scripture uh, I can tell you without any hesitance, the part of the calling on my ministry 
is to shine the light on the darkness that's prevalent in our world today. The Apostle Paul said, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. It's not a popular calling, but that's part of the calling on my ministry. But I also like to look at things that that are going on in our world as we speak in relation to prophecy and really see what God's Word has to say about it. Because to me, God's Word just, a lot of the words just leap off the page when we look at what's going on in our world today. And and I'm fascinated by it. I love studying it. I love teaching on it. And um, many of my listeners uh, respond and say, "This we'd love to hear you teach on this, on these relevant topics, in, in consideration to the time we're living in." So that's that's what I want to do today. So as usual, I always teach from the New King James Version, and I've also made this comment before, but I think it's worthy to hear it again. Just don't assume that any translation of the Bible is a good translation for you to study from, and. I know that uh, people have their favorite uh, versions or translations of the Bible, and that's all good and well. But, you know, there are some really, uh, I'll use the the term loosely, there are some really sketchy translations of the Bible that, to me, don't feel like they're really God-breathed. They really aren't. I I think there's a lot of liberty that's been taken with the Word of God in some translations, um, I love the old the old new the old King James Bible. I have an old King James Study Bible that I that I love. Uh, my daily Bible is the New King James Version because instead of a lot of these and thous, it it's got a little bit more updated in in, in the English uh, translation. But I think it's a solid translation, and I think it's it's uh, it, it it it's a faithful translation to the Word of God. So. That's just a little bit of a sidebar about be, just being careful about which translations you do read and study from. <clears throat> but as I mentioned, I always read uh, from the uh, New King James, or, uh, and that's what I teach from, and so that's what I'm going to be teaching from today. So if you have your Bibles, uh, that's great. If you don't and you're in the car, that's fine. I, when I teach, it's easy to follow along, and I stop several places and talk about and teach from different, from kind of verse by verse. And that's what we'll do on the program today. So we're going to be teaching from uh, Matthew chapter 24. This is a very well-known chapter. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to jump in and begin teaching in Matthew chapter 24. And I'm going to start in verse 3. Now, in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 24, my Bible says, Now is he, meaning Jesus, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So sometimes when we read that, we think that they're asking Jesus one question, but they're really asking a couple of different questions. They're saying, because Jesus had been talking about a lot of different conditions uh, that uh, will be prevalent uh, towards the end of, towards the the last days just before his return. Um, And so here they say, when will these signs, when when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? So first of all, I want to focus on, obviously Jesus was already there, so they weren't talking about his coming in the physical physical realm, which he was at that particular time when this was written. They're talking about later on. They're talking about the time, uh, what we call, referred to the rapture of the church or the return of Christ. And when we say the return of Christ, and again, I don't apologize uh, that I that I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe that very soon 
all true believers will be removed from this planet, and then I believe we will enter into a period that is known as the tribulation. And it's a seven-year period. It's a period that I don't want to be here for. Uh, I have some people go, no, I don't believe in the in the pre-trib rapture of the church. That's okay. Um, you're, but uh, I pray that I'm right. I believe I'm right. I've studied this exhaustively for the, over 20 years. And I believe that the Bible teaches in a, in a pre-trib rapture. Uh, that'll be another program. But on today's program, uh, when it talks about uh, the sign of Jesus coming, it's talking about at the end of the days. And it's really, uh, there's the rapture of the church. And then there's really uh, the second advent is what it's referred to. Seven years later, when Christ comes back with the church and actually places his feet on planet Earth. When he comes for the church, he never he never puts his feet on planet Earth. He comes, uh, we are raptured, we meet him in the air, uh, and then seven years later we come back. And that's when really, uh, the, it's, uh, like I said, it's called the second advent, and that's when Jesus actually puts his feet back on the Mount of Olives where he ascended from into heaven. So it's kind of a two-part event, but but this reference that this is talking about is to the return of Christ. And then when they say the end of the age, let me talk about that just for a second, because a lot of people may not understand what it means when it says the end of the age. <clears throat> In the Bible, there's some different ages that we have gone through, and one of them is it's called, you know, we see this the, the term B.C., uh, and uh, then you see the... Uh, you'll see 100 B.C. or 1,000 B.C. or 3,000 B.C. And now we're in what is referred to as A.D. We're in 2023 A.D. And people think that means after death, and that's not what it means. A.D. is actually Latin for uh, Anno Domino, and it means in the year of our Lord. So there was a time before the birth of Christ, B.C. There's a time after the birth of Christ, Anno Domino, in the year of our Lord, and then at some point, this particular age will come to a close, and we will enter into a new realm or a new kingdom age uh, in, his, in the history of the world. And so when they talk, when you see the, ter- the term, the end of the age, uh, we are now living in the, what is termed, what is also called the age of grace. And so there will be a time when, uh, when the age of grace will end, and it will become a kingdom time where God... God will bring judgment on an unbelieving world, and then we will enter into what is called uh, the tribulation, and then we will enter from that into what is called the millennium age, which is a thousand-year age where Christ will rule here on planet Earth. And then from there, we will have the new heaven and the new earth, which will go into eternity. So when they're asking Jesus here uh, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 3, when they say, tell us, when will these things be, being the things he's talking about right then, what will be the sign of your coming, which is the time we're talking about that's very close now, and the end of the age, which also it also wraps up around that same time. And in verse 4, Jesus says, it says, Jesus answered and said to, said to them, take heed that no one deceives you. Now, Jesus will mention several times in this section of Scripture about the, the, the topic of deception. And I will tell you that uh, this, the... Increase in deception is one of the signs of the very last days. And I will tell you that the spirit of deception is rampant in our world today. There are so many people that are being deceived about so many different things in this world. That's a major topic in and of itself. 
But here's what I will tell you. I'm going to try to break it down to kind of the root of it. The Bible testifies of itself. It says every word of God is pure. Jesus said in John chapter 17, praying to the Father, he said, your your word is truth. Okay? Uh, Jesus said, I am, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The word of God, the Bible, is our plumb line. It's, like it or not, you can argue it all you want, but it will be proven out one day that the ultimate truth is what God's word says it is. Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. So I'm going to make this real simple. I have a childlike faith. Where do I go for truth? I go to the Bible. Do I, do I want to disagree with the Bible? I do not. Do I understand everything in the Bible? I do not. Uh, Does some parts of the Bible make me uncomfortable? Yes, they do, because that's what it's supposed to do. But folks, if, hear me clearly. In the world that we live in today, there is such so much deception. There are um, the, the the devil is the father of lies, and he is working overtime in our world today. And so, where we're, really realistically, there's one place to go where we can lay our heads down on the pillow and know that we're reading the truth, and that is in the Bible, the Word of God. When I hear something, or I read something, or someone says something to me. I should be able to go and lay it down on the Word of God, and it should line up with what God's Word has to say. And if it goes contrary to what God's Word has to say, that should be a huge red flag for me, and it should be for you as well. I'll break it down into some of the simplest forms. We have some major things that we now celebrate and believe to be the truth in our world that are an absolute lie from the devil, and they go contrary to what God's Word has to say, and it's so bad that we are at the point now where uh, the, the the popular world, society in general, will say that certain portions of the Bible are viewed as hate speech. Well, that is that is a form of blasphemy if you really want to know the truth about that. But here's what I will tell you, um, and and I've heard this comment made by, by people before, but the majority of the time when you go along with the majority, the majority is wrong. And so where do I go and where should you go to find out the truth? In the simplest form, it's go to the Bible. What does God's Word have to say about a certain topic? And so um, I find it interesting and I find it fascinating, but I also find it very relevant that the first thing Jesus says when they ask him these questions, he doesn't start answering the questions. He said, first of all, let me tell you, take heed, and that word take heed, or those two words take heed means pay attention, be careful, be on guard. He said that no one deceives you. Now, think about it. Jesus wouldn't say to us, take heed, be careful that no one deceives you, unless that Je- because Jesus knows all things. Jesus wouldn't say to us, be careful that no one deceives you, unless Jesus knew that toward the end of the time, the end of the age, near, the, near his coming, people would be deceiving people. In other words, Jesus mentioning this tells us to be on guard for it. He says, don't let anybody deceive you. And he doesn't say that unless he knows that people are going to be deceived. Now, I know that's been a long explanation just to get into this teaching, but I'm going to take my first break and come back. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. We return to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro on Christian Talk Radio, The Word. 
100.7 FM. Welcome back to Sustain It for Jesus. I'm Craig Nedro, and I'm teaching from Matthew chapter 24 in your Bibles. If you have an opportunity to open those up, I'm talking about how Matthew chapter 24, obviously it was relevant when it was written, but I think this section of Scripture is so relevant and speaks so clearly to the days that we're living in right now, and that's really from the, 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 the uh, foundation of what I'm teaching on today. So in Matthew chapter 24, this is a very well-known section of Scripture where Jesus has been teaching his disciples, been teaching the masses, and it says in verse 3 of Matthew chapter 24, Now as Jesus sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So they ask him a couple of different questions right there. And Jesus starts out in verse 4, it says, Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed, or other words, pay attention, be on on guard, that no one deceives you. And I mentioned before the break, Jesus wouldn't say that unless he knew that people would be being deceived in the very last days. And they are right now. And Jesus says in verse 5, and because you're going to hear Jesus mention this spirit of deception a couple more times. He says in verse 5, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Notice he doesn't, see, doesn't say that, he'll, that, people will, uh, that they'll deceive a few people. He says they'll deceive many. And you can Google it, and there are, uh, in the last, I don't know, 50 years or so, there have been many instances of people coming and saying, uh, hey, I'm the Messiah. I, I'm, I'm, I, I, you know, I'm the one you should follow. And that sounds crazy to some of us who are followers of Christ, that people would actually believe that, but it's happening, and it has happened. And Jesus warns us here. He says, many will come in my name, saying, I'm the Christ, and deceive many. Then he continues, and this one is when it really applies to us even more pointedly, in my opinion. He says in verse 6, and you will hear of wars and, and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So you may say, Craig, we've always had wars, and there, there have always been wars and rumors of wars. That's true. However, if you, and, and again, and I, I don't put too much stock in Google, but it just seems to be a place where we can source, in, uh, source um, information from sometimes. Whether you use Google or whether you want to go read history books, or what, how, depending on how much time you have, I will tell you there's a lot of information out there that you can find that will back up what I'm about to tell you, and that is this. This planet as a whole is more at war right now than probably any history in time any time in history. And when I say at war, I do mean physical war, but I also mean spiritual warfare. I mean societal warfare. I mean war between uh, good and evil. I mean war between um, right and wrong, between what's true and what's, uh, what's a lie. There's a lot of different types of war. And Jesus said, you will hear of wars, and there are physical wars all over this planet right now. If you, again, once, if you look it up and, and, and look at it, there, you know, we hear about what's going on in, in maybe in between Russia and Ukraine or between Iran and Israel. Folks, that's, there are some major conflicts, but there are minor conflicts going on all over this planet. And 
I can't remember a time in my lifetime. I'm 66 years old. I don't remember a time in my lifetime when there is so much war going on, so many conflicts going on around the world. And then again, in the spiritual realm, in with society, the evil, the battle between evil and good, between right and wrong, between truth and lies. I don't ever remember it in my lifetime being as rampant and as bad and as and as excessive as it is right now. And so, remember these things I'm, that I'm reading from Matthew chapter 24. Put them in relation right now to the days we're living in right now, because I'm trying to show you that part of this, the the stuff that Jesus is talking about here, is talking about the times we're living in right now. He says, see that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So in other words, Jesus is saying, look, when you hear of wars and rumors of war, that doesn't mean the end is right now. But he is saying these things must happen, and we're watching them happen in our world right now. They're taking place as we speak. And then he continues in verse in verse uh, 7, and he says, For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. And so before I go on to the famines, pestilences, and earthquakes, let's stop right there. Nation rising against nation. Well, that almost sounds like the wars that he's talking about in, in previous. And it is, but he says, Nation rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. If you look at that and, and, and you call it nations, that's not always necessarily just one country against another. I will give you an example of what this is, nation rising against nation. It could apply to America right now. Let me ask you a simple question. Can you in your lifetime ever remember a time when we in America are more divided than we are right now? And not just more divided, but more strongly divided. Folks, I I can never in my lifetime remember a time in our nation where we are a divided nation. You have uh, the liberal progressive, if that's what you want to refer to it as, or the left, versus the conservative uh, and what we call the right. I've never seen a time of more division, and it's such a strong division as we are witnessing right now. And so when you see nation against nation, it can mean uh, a division even within one country. And you also see nation against nation all over the all over the world. But then also it says, and kingdom against kingdom. Now that's an interesting statement because there's a lot of different things kingdoms can relate to. For example, we have the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. We have the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of hell. We have the kingdom of God the Father and Jesus Christ versus the kingdom of Satan and the devil. Folks, we're living in a time right now where nations are rising against nations, but also there's a spiritual kingdom versus kingdom battle that's going on. I, I, I made it, and you may think this is an odd comment, but if we could see into the spiritual realm, if we could put on some kind of glasses and see what's really happening in the spiritual realm. Because I will tell you, the spirit realm is is more real than the physical realm that we live in. As a matter of fact, I can flip over and give you a verse that says this. Give me patient with me since it just came to mind. I want to flip over and read it to you real quick. Listen to what it says in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Listen to what it says in verse 18, talking about things in the physical realm versus things in the spirit realm. 
It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18, While we do not look at the things which are seen, that would be the physical realm, but at the things which are not seen, that would be the spirit realm. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Folks, I'm telling you, there's a spirit realm that is more real than the physical realm we live in. And when you see this thing back over in Matthew chapter 24, when Jesus said, kingdom against kingdom, we in the spiritual realm right now, if we could see into the spiritual spirit realm, we would see angels doing battles with demons. We would see the spiritual forces of good versus the spiritual forces of darkness battling and warring against one another. And I believe this is some of what Jesus was talking about here in Matthew chapter 24 when he, when he said, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And he says, For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And I challenge you that that kingdom against kingdom means not only in the physical realm, but also in the spiritual realm. Then he continues, and he says, there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Now, this is an easy one, because if you will, again, do your research, you will see that there is, um, I, I, I did something recently, and I was astounded by this. I think it was from a movie that I saw prompted me to research this, but there's uh, there's something. I think the number was something like 1.5 billion children in this world that are starving right now. You know, here in America, we think that, you know, we're poor if we, you know, if we, if we can't go out to eat five days a week or whatever. Folks, I'm telling you, we are so spoiled in this country and we take so much for granted in this country. But if you look around the world, there is famine on a large scale and it's going to get worse. We are entering into the next two to three to five years. You're going to see the famine around the world get even worse. And so uh, we're, we're living in a time when there's tremendous famine. And then Jesus also says um, there will be famines, and then he says pestilences. Well, you know, before COVID hit, uh, we knew that there were certain diseases and everything. But think about what happened with COVID. That is a pestilence. Uh, that COVID could be considered a pestilence. And um, it was on a global scale, and it's not going to be the last one. And then when we look at earthquakes and natural disasters, I find it almost humorous, and I don't mean that in the wrong way, but I find it almost humorous that everybody wants to blame things that are going on with the climate on the warming of the planet. Folks, let me tell you what you, you want to know. Let, let's get down to the root of what's going on. These are judgments from God. In most of the instances, it's judgments from God upon a planet that is engulfed in immorality and sin and depravity that has turned from God. And you might say, well, Craig, do you, are you really saying God would use the weather and the elements and things like that against people? Read your Bibles, folks. Throughout history, God has used earthquakes and storms and natural disasters, or what you want to call natural disasters, in bringing judgment on people. And I will tell you that in these last days, again, do your research. There are more earthquakes. There are more uh, and more severe storms and uh, natural what we call natural events going on than any time in history. And it's not a coincidence that it's coinciding with what Jesus talked about 
in the very last days. I'm going to take my next break and come back. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. More of Craig Nedro and Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up For Jesus. I'm Craig Nedro, and I'm teaching from Matthew chapter 24, talking about how relevant Jesus teaching about the end of the time, the end of the age, the time just before his return is, to actually what's taking place on our planet right now in the physical realm, in the spiritual realm. And before the break, I was in verse uh, I was in verse 7 where Jesus said, nation will rise against nation, kingdom will rise against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. And people could say, Craig, there's always been earthquakes, there's always been natural disasters, there's always been famines and pestilences. True, but not to the level it's at now. And I don't say that lightly. Folks, it's as though this earth is groaning and this earth is travailing under the burden of the depravity and the sin and the darkness that is engulfing our world. And I know some people may think, well, Craig, that's an awfully dramatic statement. If that's what you feel, that's okay. You're entitled to your opinion, just like I'm entitled to mine. But I will tell you again, I, in my lifetime, I've never seen world conditions so dramatic and so dark in so many different areas at the same time. Folks, it, it's easy for us to bury our heads in the sand and say, no, I don't, I, I don't agree with this. No, I mean, and, and, and I understand. Most of us just want to raise our families, enjoy life, and not think about these things. However, as followers of Christ, we are called to understand the times. And in understanding the times, and we're, we're, we're called to have a certain spirit of discernment, okay? And so as I look around the world right now, and I look at society, and I look at um, world governments, you know, I was raised in a time where we trusted our government and when we could trust politicians. And I was raised, and I know this sounds crazy to even hear this now, I was raised in a time where if I lied, I got in trouble. I was taught, do not lie. I was taught, do not steal. I was taught to treat people right. That sounds so foreign to the world that we live in today. And it's not happening just here in America. Folks, this world, from a society viewpoint, this world is falling apart. We are, watching, we are witnessing civilization crumbling before our very own eyes. Who's going to stop it? It used to be for a long time that we in the United States were the light we call We were referred to as the light bearer of the world. What a joke that is now. Our government is corrupt. And even as I speak about it, I don't have a real true understanding of how deep the corruption is. And I'm not talking about a political political party. The whole thing is corrupt from the right, from the head out, from the core out. The whole system, our government, business, um, leaders, the people in power, the whole system is corrupt. And I'm not trying to paint a doom and gloom. I'm encouraged because this tells me I'm one closer, one day closer to the return of Christ. Because Jesus said it would have to be this way before the return, before his return. Now, I want to I 
go on to the next verse because I want you, this is an important that you hear this teaching on this next verse. So Jesus has just finished saying, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, pestilences, earthquakes in various places. And then he makes a peculiar statement. He says all these, in other words, all the things he's telling us about right now, he said, are the beginning of sorrows. Now, some of you may be aware of this, but if you're not, it's worthy to know this. Those three words, beginning of sorrows, in the original Greek language means birth pains. Now, stop and think about that. So if Jesus says, when you see all these different signs I just mentioned, these are birth pains. These are be- the beginning of sorrows. And so stop and think about birth pains for a woman right now. When, when a woman goes into labor, when she has her first birth pain, what happens? They begin to, to time the birth pains because they begin to get closer and closer together when it comes closer to the birth of the child. They also become more and more severe. So when people say, hey, these natural disasters and these storms are getting worse and worse, you're right, they are. People can say they're getting more, they're more, they're more and more frequent. Yeah, they are. That's, that, that, we're in the birth pain stage right now, folks. Understand this. And I've had people that want to have kind of an, an argument with me about, well, I think our best days are ahead of us. And I say, show me the evidence of that. Our, our best days are ahead of us, just not for a while. <laughs> not till Jesus comes back and reigns. But folks, let me tell you something. If you're in the camp that says, no, I think we're going to, I think America's best days are ahead of us, I would say, give me the evidence of that. Because my Bible tells me until Jesus comes back and, and removes the church, and then even when we go into the tribulation period, things are not going to get better. We're going, to go, we're going to continue to see an increase in frequency of these events. We are going to continue to see a, an increase in intensity of these events. We are going to continue to see the world spiraling out of control morally. L- listen, 15 years ago, did you ever think we would see a time when we would have um, transvestites, men dressed in women's clothing, women dressed as... And having and, and actually condoning and encouraging children in pre-K school and 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 small young children to have sex operations and keep that from their parents, folks. Am I the only one that looks at this and says we've lost our minds? It's remember Jesus said, "Take heed that no one deceive you." These people are their minds are are blinded. Their, their consciences have been seared like a hot iron. The spirit of de, it's a demonic spirit that is engulfing this world right now. And I don't think that's an exaggeration for me to say that one bit. We are living right now under the birth pains that Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter 24. My name's Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up for Jesus. Back to Stand Up for Jesus with Craig Nedro. On Christian Talk Radio, The Word, 100.7 FM. Welcome back. This is Stand Up for Jesus. I'm Craig Nedro, and I'm in Matthew chapter 24. I just finished in verse 8 where Jesus said all these things, and he talked about wars and rumors of wars and and nations rising against nations, kingdom against kingdoms, pestilences, uh, famines, earthquakes. He says these are the beginning of sorrows, which means birth pains. 
And I talked about how the fact that the birth pains get closer and closer together, they get more and more severe, and we're witnessing now these things happening in on a global scale from um, earthquakes and, and increase in intensity and frequency of storms. And, and people want to go, oh, it's global warming. It's not. You know what it is? It's the judgment of God coming upon this planet. When, a, when, a, a, when the, the world in general turns their nose and th- thumbs their nose up at God and openly rebels against God and against Jesus Christ and against God's word, what do you expect is going to happen? God is sending warning signs right now. And I have people going, well, you really think God's sending warning signs? Folks, let me tell you something. It's not whether or not God is sending warning signs. It's are we listening? Because the signs are everywhere. If you're a believer in Christ and you don't see the signs going on right now, you absolutely have your head buried in the sand because the signs are everywhere. It's as though God has billboards up all over the planet. Are we watching? Are we listening? Or are we turning our are we being a stiff necked people and turning away? Then Jesus continues in Matthew chapter twenty four, verse nine, and he says, Then they will deliver you up up to tribulation and they will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You know what? This has always been a verse that was challenging to me because I was raised in America in a time where it seemed like there was a church on every corner where it seemed like most of the people I knew were believers in Christ. And and if they weren't, they kept it kind of quiet. They, I mean, they weren't open. You know, I when I grew up, atheists, were, they weren't bold and loud and proud about it. They were quiet about it. And, and, and one of the reasons is because they reaped all the benefits of a Christian nation. But we now live in a time right now where one of the fastest-growing churches in, in, in the world is the Church of Satan. Can you believe that? Atheism is exploding. Satanism is exploding. And I never thought I'd see it this way. But Jesus said, you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake. And folks, we are now witnessing this. I never thought I'd say this. But if you're a Christian, you do understand, don't you, that a large portion of not just the world, but now a large portion of people in this country hate us. And that's hard to, it's hard to say, and it's hard to believe. Never did I think I would live in a time where in this country, where there would be a hatred towards Jesus Christ and towards Christians. And folks, it's there, we're there now. So stop and think about the things I've mentioned that Jesus talks about here in Matthew chapter 24, and ask yourself this, are the things we've just looked at and talked about, are they relevant in our world today? Are they taking place in an increased activity and increased intensity in our world right now. And can you honestly tell me with a straight face, no, that nope, none of the no, Craig, I think I think you're exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating. Jesus said it would be this way, and that means it'll be this way. He says in verse 10, many will be offended and will betray one another and will hate one another. So let me just Again, I'm going to continue down the same road. Just look at what's going on in the world today, but we can drill down and talk about our country. Have you ever seen such hatred from one side towards another? Have you ever seen a, such a hatred and a betrayal among people? When the, when the riots started and we began to witness the burning down of our cities and the destroying of property, 
and as it continues now, where people can't even run their businesses without the businesses being ransacked and destroyed, we would have never put up with this kind of behavior. And yet we're witnessing it now. We are living in a time where people are betraying one another. They hate one another. We're more, devised, more, more divisive and more divided as a nation than ever before. And I just never thought I would see it this way. I never thought I would see the hatred and the, and the violence towards one another that we're witnessing right now. Obviously, I'm not going to finish teaching on this just today. So I'm going to continue on this. And here's my goal in the next few weeks with this. I want to talk about things that talk about specifically from the Bible of the world conditions, society, uh, physical conditions that we're living in right now. I want to lay down what's going on on the Word, see what God has to say about what the times we're living in right now. I'm on every Sunday from noon to 1 on 100.7 FM, The Word. My name is Craig Nedro, and this is Stand Up For Jesus. You've been listening to Stand Up For Jesus with Craig Nedro, founder of Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus. If you would like more information about Craig Nedro Ministries and Stand Up For Jesus, visit our website at craignedroministries.org or give us a call at area code 469-688-7615. Be sure to listen next week at this same time as we Stand Up For Jesus on Christian Talk Radio. The Word, 100.7 FM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.